G'day, this is Lucas and Matt here. Just before we get into the uh, latest episode of Drop Bear Gaming, just wanted to let you guys know a couple of quick announcements. First of all, if you've been following the website, you'll know that Melbourne developer Tin Man Games have just released the fifth title in their gamebook adventure series called Catacombs of the Undersea. And to celebrate, they've got books two, three, and five on sale in the iTunes store. They've also given us a code for the new book, which we're going to give away. Yeah, thanks very much, Sunil, for that. Uh, much appreciated. So to celebrate, as Matt said, we're giving it away. And what we've decided to do is to a lucky listener out there, submit some questions or some topics or even just a statement. Tell us how much we suck. And it will be read out in episode nine. Now, we will pick a random lucky winner who will win the uh, game book five. So as this is episode number seven you're about to hear, Episode 9 will be recorded in one week's time, so you have one week to submit any questions or emails that you'd like to to podcast at dropbeargaming.com. So get them in quickly. Yep, that's podcast at dropbeargaming.com. So the second announcement is that we're looking to run a footy tipping competition for the AFL 2011 season. So we haven't got the plan set in stone just yet. We're trying to gauge the interest in the community to see if there's enough people who want to get involved to make it worthwhile doing. Some of the ideas that we've had for the tipping competition are maybe to give away iTunes cards or copies of console games to the winners. Depending on how many people are going to get involved, we might have second and third place, we might have last place, and then maybe during the season give away random prizes. So if you're interested, jump on the forum and under general discussion, there's a topic for it. Just sign up and let us know that you're interested, preferably within the next week again, because footy season starts in three weeks, so we want to get this ball rolling. And it's completely free. There'll be no joining fees. There's nothing silly like that. Like we said, we just want to gauge the community and uh, you know do something that we're pro- quite passionate about. So if AFL is your thing as well, then jump on into the forums, like Matt said, and sign up. All right, cool. Well, that's it. So on with the show. Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Drop it, gaming. Hello and welcome to Drop Bear Gaming episode number 7. What a start that sounded like, and hopefully the show's going to get better from this point on. Got an extra special guest once again this week, and probably people getting sick of me calling everybody an extra special guest, but uh, to me they all are, because the people we've had on so far have had so much to say and so much to contribute to the show, and I think everybody is super special that can do that. So, anyway, I will uh, say good day. Hello, Lucas here, BQ410. Um, the site's been going quite well. We've got a few articles up this week and things are going well there. Um, and my co-contributor would be my brother, Matt. Say good day. G'day, yes. My name is Matt and I'm a co-contributor. <laughs> there you go. I don't and lie. Also an alco- <laughs> and also an alcoholic on the weekends. I suppose this... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong meeting. That's right. Uh, it's all good. You've got to get these things out when you can. So, and it's yeah, not like I'm anybody... Reach, I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out, brother. <laughs> well, I'm about to hang up on you then. We don't want any emotion here. <laughs> um, and the other the other sound in the background there is uh, is a good friend of ours, 
starting to uh, get a fair few things happening over in uh, in his part of the world. Uh, we've got David Tusli from uh, Gamertag Radio. Mate, introduce yourself if you could. Well, you know, first off, I have to address this whole super special thing. Is it special because we're actually accepting the invite to come on your show? Is that the only reason why we're special? <laughs> well, is it that a... hard for you guys to get guests that we, we have to be called special every time we're on? Pretty much, yeah, because if we don't, then the people who keep saying no just will go, oh, well, they won't call me special, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want some M&Ms of all one color, then I'll be special. <laughs> but how's everybody doing? Great. <laughs> We are doing fantastic. Drop bears are always doing good. I um, told my children a story last night for bed, and part of the story was about a family of drop bears. Now I'm thinking I might put it in uh, put it in the break of this week's show. So if you get a chance to have a listen to it, it's a pretty good kid story. So I'm getting better at them, and hopefully I can start up a chain of uh, of drop bear gaming kid stories. But the outcome always seemed that they drop on something and you know basically rip its throat out with their teeth but you know that that bit didn't go down too well before bed but we'll see how i can try to get the kid nightmares you know <laughs> kids don't wake up in the middle of the night sweating and screaming that's <laughs> that's like me but at least yeah it'd be jk rolling ridge well that's right should be good that'd be nice that would be very nice call me that book with a spectacular twist because even hogwarts ain't seen magic like this but yes yeah, so, so shout out yeah. No wonder I'm special. I just had to listen to that. <laughs> and you didn't hang up. See? Extra <laughs> it's fantastic. I need to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, very quickly jump into the few things that we've been playing this week. Seeing you are a super special guest, is there anything that uh, you'd like to allude to at this stage, David? No, just uh, head on over to GamertagRadio.com. We just launched a new design to the website looks really nice really professional yeah. we're all very happy with it it looks and, good uh, mm, I like it yeah you like it I, what do you like about it I like your uh, scrolling titles at the top I reckon they look oh, pretty good I, I, I just had to ask to make sure you actually want to look <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it, I think it looks heaps cleaner than the old design oh my it's, it's day and night yeah, like and, way you know, easier. Some, to, a lot um, of people are saying that Kotaku needs to say, take some notes on how to uh, redesign a site. <laughs> so, have you got any gaming in this week at all? Uh, yeah, I've been playing some uh, Test Drive Unlimited Two. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good game, except for the servers are still a little screwed up that they're trying to address. But they're going to give a uh, free DLC out. I have Killzone Three sitting on the table, looking at me. I haven't started it yet. I don't know if you guys have played that yet. No, no, I don't actually have a or PS3. Or if you're even allowed to play it down there. <laughs> it did come uh, out, actually. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to uh, trying to get some 3D with it again. I, I had a chance to play it at a conference uh, a few months back, and I didn't like it. You'll have to you'll have to like buy it. a PS3 and a 3D TV first, mate. <laughs> no, I've got the mad hookups for that kind of stuff. I just don't have oh, it yeah? myself, so I'll go around to Ross's. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're gonna say you're gonna someone someone stole it off the back of a truck or something? That's the idea. I know. It didn't <laughs> get stolen off the back of the truck. It dropped. That's right. Off the back. Come on, man. <laughs> no, that takes too long waiting for that. You started to take it. Yeah. <laughs> right behind it, going, This is taking forever. Yeah, he knocked I, it off the back of the truck. <laughs> No, I'm pretty lucky. Actually, stole the a, truck. A good friend of mine has <laughs> um, a 3D projector in his house, so it's a 130-inch 3D projector, and that's pretty sweet. So, played a little bit of um, 
Gran Turismo. Ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, I played Gran Turismo on it, and that's pretty good fun. Um, but I'd like to see what it looks like uh, for Killzone being so massive. It'd be very good. But uh, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Anything else? <laughs> no, no, that's all right. I asked if you guys played it, so you know. <laughs> but uh, And I just got a Xbox Live Arcade copy code for Bejeweled Blitz for review. Oh, lovely. And it's just like the Facebook game, but on Xbox Live. So they can charge a lot for it. What is it, 800 points currently? Is that... Yeah, I believe it's 800 points. Yeah, that's not too bad, really, I suppose. But... It's it's one of those games where the, the scoreboard's always shown on there, mm-hmm. so I'm constantly trying to beat Godfrey's score, and it's so hard to say, okay, I'm just to play one more game, because each game is only, I think, one minute long. Oh, okay. So you just, keep on, you just get in that rotation, like, one more game, one more game, and then it's 7 in the morning, and you're like, fuck this game. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm hating life now. <laughs> yeah. Not am I am I hating life? I'm just hating myself if I'm putting myself through it. But. Well, true. <laughs> yeah. That'll and, and I think the last one I'm playing is Call of Duty, but everybody's playing Call of Duty. Black Ops. With, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's surprising actually. My uh, oldest son came around for the weekend, stayed a couple of nights here, and we went to the shops yesterday, and he picked up uh, ODST, and he came and put it in the put it in the machine and fired it up and he said that there was still uh, 12,000 people worldwide playing it online I thought you know that's a little bit higher than what I understand of um, of Halo 3 are playing online probably reach be, you know tripling that or more you know, from everything I've seen Black Ops is still the number one multiplayer game of choice for shooters yes many people on there still so it's because it's the newest one yeah, true, but Reach wasn't that far behind it. it I just Yeah, but Reach was oh. shit. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter, shit, Modern Warfare 2 is still high up on that list, too. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but what, yeah. El- what other game can you hack on so easily? Well, um, yeah, not, mm. not for the Xbox so much, I suppose. No, you, you'd have to get a PlayStation 3 or a PC. Yeah. And then it's easy. But anyway, we, oh, well. we don't condone that kind of shit here. How was that? Put a stop to that comment. I don't, I don't condone, I don't condone playing Modern Warfare 2. I'll stand by that one. Amen. <laughs> Put it to bed. That'd be nice. Yes. <laughs> How about yourself, Matt? Well, you... well, supposedly they just put out a patch for it, though, that would fix it. Or it's going through uh, certification, anyways. Well, that'd be nice. Oh, I, heard they, I heard they did some patch, but it didn't actually fix anything. So... People were like, oh, sweet, they patched it, patched it, went back on it, and people were still, I don't know, doing whatever they do. That's bad, whatever. Well, I suppose <laughs> the same shit, different day. That's right. The problem yeah. you're going to keep getting is that uh, you know, the, the people who are creating these patches and these fixes probably aren't quite as smart as most of the hackers that are you know, circumventing them. So... That's the way I've always mm. seen it as well. I mean, you know, I actually knew a guy who used to work for uh, one of the spyware companies or the, the antivirus companies. In his spare time, he would actually sit at home and try and basically get work workarounds pretty much for the things that his company was working on so that he continued to have a job every day. So, And he was a bloody smart dude. Uh, I wonder if these guys that are getting paid big bucks to create these fixes and things like that in some way are, uh, are being held responsible or are responsible, sorry, for um, you know, them getting bypassed so quickly. 
but that's yeah, that's just me spitballing there. It's getting a bit dirty in here now. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah, moving on. So <laughs> I've been playing. I played Black Ops the other day. Got a. I think my average kill kill death ratio for the whole night was about 0.6. Nice. So I was I was going pretty shit to begin with, but I came good towards the end. I played some Left 4 Dead the other day. That was what did we play like one stage or whatever one. Yeah, I think we played through one full uh, scene. Yeah, we the airfield or whatever. We got to the end and then just got dominated. So we were like, fuck this. And then you crashed, so I played Black Ops. And then I played Burnout Paradise. I've been playing heaps of that. I've almost got all the trophies for that. So it's nearly platinum. Do people still play that online? Yeah, there was a fair few. I jumped online for a little bit. And I ended up just me and this one other guy that I met up on there. We just put it to invite only and just drove around doing challenges and stuff but while we were open to anyone joining we had a fair few come in and out I mean I, I don't know exactly how many but we like overall but we had at least 20 or 30 different people drop in and out that game's so easy to platinum by the way for anyone out there who's or probably to get all the achievements as well on Xbox it's ridiculous you don't even have to 100% complete the game to get it all so anyway I've been playing that, and um, what else? I just started playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and that game's awesome. Mm-hmm. And have you played the multiplayer uh, on that one yet? No. Nah. Oh, okay. I should have done that last night, but I was tired yeah. and busy playing Burnout. That's right. Anyway, so iPhone games. I picked up Age of Zombies demo from Half Brick Monster Dash, which is the prequel to that different type of game. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. I don't really like Age of Zombies. It's a twin stick shooter. Yeah, I found the same thing. Cartoony. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it, but um, Monster Dash is pretty easy. It's got two buttons: one shoot, one jump. Kind of like Cannibal, I guess. Mm-hmm. You're just running along, hit jump, and then up, when you hit a, a thousand meters, it teleports you to a new area. And the idea is to just run as far as you can without dying, which is cool. Yeah. That's about it for me. Had a bit of a busy week yeah oh, fair enough as long as you're getting some gaming in then it yeah, makes it all worthwhile I suppose the odd bit of Fruit Ninja here and there obviously yeah well with their update <laughs> made a few changes to it oh so. no I got it on Android so I haven't, been, haven't got any updates oh, okay. it's only on iPad yeah anyway fair enough I've had a, a bit of a quiet week with the console I suppose uh, I've been uh, playing a few things on Steam here and there I've picked up the demo for Dragon Age 2 on both the Xbox and on the PC. I played it for about half an hour or 45 minutes on the Xbox and absolutely hated it. I couldn't stand the controls. I mean, I I never played it on number one on the console, so I don't know how to compare it, but I absolutely hated it. I don't like the way it controls at all and there was just so much about it I just couldn't stand so anyway I didn't play that for very long I went and got it off Steam and played on the PC and it's a much better experience for me and it actually looks a lot better I think as well because I can turn all the graphics and sound and everything I can turn it all right up on the PC so it plays a lot better for what I'm looking for in that type of a game so I was pretty happy with that I've played I played with you the other night Matt um, 
in the Left 4 Dead. That was that was kind of fun. Yep. And I played a little bit of Black Ops before that, and I was doing okay. And then the hosts kept jumping out of the game and screwing me around, so I got bored with that. On the iPhone, I suppose I've been uh, playing a few things as well. I've picked up um, picked up Starfront Collision this week, which was free. How I understand, they're actually giving away like a light version type thing, but they don't suggest that it is. It just comes through uh, iTunes as a free game, but you can eventually upgrade to the full package for an extra seven bucks. Um, I don't know if I'll ever upgrade because from playing what I've played so far, it's very much like a um, StarCraft type game, and it's all top down. It's oh, it's fun. Is that Game Loft? Uh, the developer. The developer? Um, I'm yeah. not sure it could be I'm pretty sure I remember reading something about Gameloft bringing out a game that's like an exact copy of Starcraft 2 basically like three races and the same kind of races you know like Zerg, Terran and yep. Protoss it is Gameloft sorry it is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, what, yeah what game does Gameloft not copy though <laughs> yeah well that's true they get a good at it but it, it is anything that sells it's a good game you know it's 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 pretty chunky there's a fair bit to it and you know, it the only thing that I don't particularly like about it is just how limiting the uh, the vision is being on a small screen on an iPad it'd probably be a different story uh, but being on the phone you know it's it's quite small it's you know the the troops are you know, not much more than you know the size of a, an ant really if you could imagine ants running around on your screen then that's pretty much all you got so but it's okay you know it's it's a very basic StarCraft, so that was that was alright. Um, I picked up uh, Zombie Farm as well, another free game, and I I don't know. I probably haven't played it enough, but it's not really my kind of a game. It's just your Farmville type thing, and you know, I get bored very easily with those kind of games. They don't challenge me very yep, much. Sound, sounds sounds terrible. Yes, I heard it's, it's like Farmville for zombie nerds. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and the idea is you plant your, you know, your zombies, and then they grow into you know, full-size zombies. While you're also doing your farming as well, and then you can sell off your produce, and you can buy more you know, zombie bits to farm them, and so on and so on. And then by the time you get a certain number per stage, you can attack villages and stuff like that. So, whatever. Who do you, who do you sell zombies to? No, 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 you don't sell the zombies, you sell your produce, so you, you're also at the same I thought you were growing zombies, though. You do. You grow zombies, but you also do uh, carrots and tomatoes and stuff like that, <laughs> so you can sell those off. Hey, zombies got to eat, so... Wow. Yeah, they eat brains. <laughs> zombies eat brains, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you got to go down and buy them from the... The zombies that you're growing are going to eat you. <laughs> well, that's true. That's what I would have thought. But no, they don't. I thought it would be funnier if you sold zombies to, like, mad scientists. And the slave market. That would be cool. Well, actually, slave zombies would be a good idea. What does that remind me of? Uh, it's I an end of a movie. Yeah, oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yes, sir, that's it. <laughs> good yeah, movie. all over it. Also, in, uh, you know, I suppose, in a way, from um, <laughs> Fallout, how they've got those crazy zombie creatures and the good ones uh, become barmen and stuff like that. Anyway, oh, ghouls. Yeah, the ghouls. Yeah. So anyway, that that's pretty much me. I haven't been playing too much else this week. Uh, things have been kind of crazy at work. So as they seem to have been for quite a while now, I'm getting sick of it. 
have to uh, hand my keys in, walk away. No, maybe not. You gonna? I'd love to. No. Maybe I should pull one of those uh, stunts from um, Fight Club and walk into my boss's office and then when she starts talking to me, I'll punch myself in the face a few times, throw myself around the room. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you'll walk out and everyone will be like, what a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's less than half my size too, so that won't look too cool. Whatever. But then everyone will fear her. I'll get a good pay and she can pay me for, you know, boosting her reputation. Sounds good. Anyway, so that's about it. We'll kick on with uh, with some of the news that's going on at the moment as well. Uh, we've, uh, we've got a few things that have happened this week just recently. Uh, of course, there was the Mortal Kombat being canned down in Oz down here. Uh, that's caused all manner of uh, a shitstorm all around the internet. Lots of people commenting on all that. Uh, we'll touch on that. There's also been some information about the Gears of War 3. There's um, going to be a beta put out for that one. Uh, other things to touch on there is some information about the Unreal Engine for um, indie developers, pretty much. So if you're an indie developer, then there's some opportunity there to use their development kit. And what else do we have? Uh, there's been, although they said that they were going to can the whole thing, some um, DLC stuff for Guitar Hero. So, Let's just rock into it. That's it. No, I've just covered it all. It's all done. No, not. Okay, move on. <laughs> Alright, so I thought possibly we'll keep the discussion about Mortal Kombat to the end and we'll go a little bit more in depth into that one. Uh, Gears of War beta that's that's been announced. They've currently got until Wednesday, which is hopefully when this podcast will come out this week, because I'll, I'll actually try and do some editing first, <laughs> first part of the week. Um, Nearly, we'll yes. <laughs> I actually came about this information from Major Nelson's uh, blog that he puts out and since then it's been out a couple of other places now but from what I can understand there's going to be mid-April kind of uh, release of the the public multiplayer beta for it three new versus uh, modes and four new maps and that's kind of about all the information that I know about it at this stage do you guys know anything more about that? I know nothing. Fantastic. I only know <laughs> what joked. they have told us, which is barely anything. Yep. Other than if you bought Bullet Storm, you get entry to the beta. Yeah. But, you know, how many times do they try to sell a beta code with a game? Yeah. And then they give out like 10,000 codes. That's right. For betas for free. So, save yeah. your money. So com. So com 4 with uh, Killzone 2, I'm pretty sure, if you pre ordered it. Yep. Which is probably. So, there you go going to be around about the same time I would imagine around April but anyway the only other thing that I do know about is that uh, you can go on to Facebook page for I'm pretty sure it's just the Gears of War 3 have now opened up a, a Facebook page and um, you can vote on the maps and things that you want to you know, participate in so if enough people vote for them then those are the ones that you'll get to play update for uh, for the Unreal uh, development kit. I, for one, am pretty excited about this because you know I, I just I've seen some of the things that the Unreal Engine's you know, capable of doing now on the uh, iOS, and I just think that you know, the more people that can get their hands on this, the more tweaks, the more you know, the, the further depth, I suppose, of understanding of the development kit, we're going to see some absolutely amazing games. Um, but pretty much the idea is that. Uh, 
you know, Unreal have come out and said that if you are a independent developer and you're currently earning less than $50,000 a year from whatever you're putting out, then you can have a royalty-free copy of the, the development kit. So pretty much means that uh, you know, unless you are or have put out you know, really successful things up to this stage, then this could be your chance. Get an original idea, get your hands on this kit. If you are currently developing and you have a bit of an idea, then hopefully you can uh, jump straight in and, and start you know, really bringing something out that's gonna turn a few heads. And once that happens, boom, big bucks. Very good. So, yeah. It's good for indie developers. Definitely. Yeah, well, there's some already some awesome games out there that use the UDK, so, I mean, people are going to want to use it. And if they don't, they're silly. Well, that's right. I mean, if they're going for that kind of game. Well, it, it's kind of a, a massive, from what I've seen anyway, what's being developed with it, it seems like a massive step up from Unity 3D as well for developing. So, you know, Unity 3D can give you a lot of stuff that you can do. You can have a very basic understanding or a very, very in-depth understanding like Ben Britton does, for instance. And the things that you can develop with it are fantastic. But to have this kind of an engine to tweak and to, you know, get more involved with it just takes you know what you can produce to another level you know like i said hopefully there'll be a lot of people that can do that you know maybe even some students and things like that will be able to get their hands on it at this stage and you know, go great guns and you know really pick up the industry down here as well well then you know some people that develop with the unreal engine end up getting noticed by epic and then hired on yeah which is never a bad thing no games are uh, jobs and gaming is always a good thing yeah. especially when there's places laying people off massively well yeah, yeah it seems to be uh, you know, a monthly thing at the moment that a lot of people are being laid off for not a lot of reason really almost makes you not yeah. want to be successful bring out something oh don't say that <laughs> come on man stop being a downer jeez <laughs> yeah, well, you bring out something but, uh, big and then you know it runs for a couple of years and then you get canned even though you've still got a well, massive that, following that's the thing like I, I try to tell people at my, my day job that I'm like don't be a victim of your own success and that's what Infinity Award was that's what the people with Guitar Hero were mm. they made a, an immensely awesome and popular game and they were expected to make that every time yeah and the sales are going to go down when you're releasing the same thing with just new songs. True. It's a given. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it makes me wonder but why... But then you've got... No, go ahead. Well, then you've got Bizarre Creations in the UK. They didn't really... They kind of were given some shitty, shitty projects and then punished by Activision. But that's Activision for you, I guess. True. It's, it's all business in the end. Exactly. Well, apparently they've, some of those guys have got together and already started a new company amongst themselves, so there could be some interesting stuff coming out of there in the future. Mm. Well, maybe they can get their hand on the uh, the UDK, seeing they don't really have jobs now. They'll be earning less than 50 grand a year and at least put it out straight away. Then they'll be doing all right. Yeah, well, the only problem, <laughs> though, is you can't put those games on the indie part of the Xbox or I don't... I don't believe you'd be able to get on the PSN, so it would be stuck with Steam release. True. Which, you know, it, it does work out for some companies. Yeah, it, it is quite limiting, though. 
just to, to even just do anything on on one of the consoles or to really you know unless it's a massive massive title and it's a triple a release for the year um to be exclusive on any of the the machines uh, is quite limiting so i mean you have a look at mass effect 2 you know, they obviously decided that um you know, by just going and putting it out on the PS or PS3, uh, it it just increases their ability to sell another shitload of copies. So yeah. even though there were, you know, the the storyline was the same, but apart from that, there was a lot of other changes to the game, from what I understand. So oh, yeah, it was a the totally new engine. Yeah, it was the uh, mass the engine that Mass Effect Three will be on. Yeah, which is fantastic. But I, I haven't even had a chance to have a look at that, so hopefully if uh, Matt decides he wants to come over here and use me for my internet again, I'll, uh, I'll get him to see if we can download a demo for it. I don't know if there's no. even a demo on there. Oh, uh, yeah, there is. There is? For Mass Effect 2? Yeah. yeah. At least there was. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I know there was in, uh, in January, late January and early February, but I don't know if it's still there. So, I doubt they would take it down. Yeah, they don't usually. Yeah. Hopefully that uh, is worth a go, and Matt de- decides he wants to get in his car and drive over if you're not drunk already. But um, whatever. Uh, I might. I'll probably come over this early. All right. Whatever. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I need your internet anyway. Yeah. I need to download. I need to download the Dragon Age 2 demo. Yeah, that's worth it. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> just hate. Just hate Nobody it, doesn't like it. <laughs> I've got full props for it on the PC. I really do. It's it seems a lot better. Yeah. It just you just need to learn how to learn how to be a console gamer. Stop yeah, being a pussy. Maybe. You know how you were going to come around this afternoon. Anyway. That's it. I slept with your That's girlfriend. That's it. Drop everything over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, moving on to there, uh, from there, I should say. Although they, <laughs> <laughs> although they said that it was going to get, you know, canned. Um, Guitar Hero and DJ Hero uh, DLC is still expected to be coming out. They said that by the end of February, everything will be ramping down, there'll be nothing else coming out, and that's pretty much the end of it. But it seems that uh, there's been a real you know, possible backlash from the uh, the lovers of the games and the supporters in the community, and they've started doing their would, own stuff. I wouldn't say it was possible. <laughs> There was a massive backlash. You should see the Guitar Hero Facebook page. It's like they'll post something like, this is the new DLC coming out this month. And then there'd be like a thousand comments of people going, you fucking suck. Getting rid of Guitar Hero, you pussies. Why don't you man up? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's... So, yes. I, like, I would say there was a slight amount of backlash to the, the announcement of them being shut down. Good. And most of the people complaining are the same ones that complained every time they released one every year. So it's like yeah. you can't make ever, you can't make anyone happy. Of course not. But still, the the DLC will work because that's really all you need. Release one game and then release DLC for it in in a music game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what Rock Band was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a platform where they just release yeah. music and that's it. Mm. And, and it really, I mean, apart from Green Day and the Beatles one, I mean, the Beatles one, Beatles one in itself was pretty cool. But you know. The, the three rock bands, they've upgraded the instruments every time, I suppose. But really, the the DLC supporting it is what makes it such such an awesome game. Yeah. That, and you can transfer the licenses over to the other games, too. Exactly. Well, for the most part, I think. Yeah, you can only upgrade. You can't downgrade. 
It's funny, it's my uh, my yeah. kids came across the guitar, my old PS2 guitar that I bought for Guitar Hero a long, long time ago. And uh, they said, oh, you know, can we have a go? And I said, well, it is pretty difficult. I mean, my kids are quite young, the ones that found it anyway, they're uh, six and seven. And uh, I said, you'll probably struggle, you know, because it's made for bigger hands, basically. So I said, I'll, I'll show you and see how you, you know, see if you're any good. And I put it on, and I haven't played the games in a long time. We didn't even put the memory card in, so I just started off Guitar Hero 3, very basic level, just, the, what did we play? Guns N' Roses Guitar Hero 2? Uh, maybe. I can't even remember. <laughs> you, you've, you've only got a PS2, right? With that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be one two. or two. Oh, okay, well, there you go. See, I was never really that into the games anyway, but um, I put it on, and I think it was uh, Sweet Child of Mine that I was playing, and <laughs> my kids stood there and watched me for about two minutes, and then they just kind of went, this is terrible, because I sucked real bad, and they walked <laughs> off. So Now, were they saying the game was terrible, or no, that you I was terrible. the game was terrible? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clear that up. Oh, sorry. My bad, because Hero 3 was released on PS2. I thought so. I'll just go back yes. to my corner. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Give ball back in the mouth. Man. So so anyway, you yep. suck at Guitar Hero. Oh, well, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> just so, bring it back. Thanks. Just reiterating the point. But anyway, uh, it, yep. it seems that there's going to be some more DLC coming for those. So you know, if uh, if that is either the D- DJ Hero or the Guitar Hero are your... Uh, you know, games of choice or you know tups of, cups of tea then uh, you know there'll be a little bit more to look for in that and hopefully that continues and they're not just putting it out there just as a a little keepsake to make everybody a little bit happier about the fact that they've you know, done what they did our good friends at Halfbrick have brought out some you know, changes and an update for their uh, I guess their flagship iOS game Fruit Ninja they've decided to release not not DLC. They're not calling it DLC anyway. It's just an update. It's just a patch. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an update. It gives leaderboards, which is nice. Mm-hmm. What is it? Oh, weekly leaderboards. So instead of just overall, now you can... So if you don't play it weekly, your friends will dominate you. So get on that. That's right. Then there's a bunch of new, a bunch of new blades to unlock. Cause in, in the game, basically, you do different things and unlock different blades. So if you like slice 50 strawberries you unlock a new blade and all it is is like as you slice your finger the little trail behind it will be something different like it might be love hearts or a rainbow or whatever Mm. the other thing is fast app switching which is I suppose if you get a phone call or something and you have to switch out of it you can switch back in and keep going with the same game yeah which for somebody who uses their phone a lot like myself it annoys me when they they don't have the, the fast app switching in any app. You know, a perfect example of that would be something like um, the uh, Google app that you can get, which is more for for your you know Google Mail or Gmail. Sorry, that's really bad for it. Um, if you get a text message or something like that, if you go out of the app and you know you reply to a message or you take a phone call or you even got to check your calendar or anything else, when you go back to go in it, you've got to fully refresh and reload everything and you know, it, it basically shuts down the app between doing anything which is pretty good it doesn't go into like a hold mode or anything like that um, another one uh, would be some of the uh, the RSS readers and you know now that 
we're trying to follow a fair few you know, different places and make sure we're on top of news articles and things like that that are going on in the industry, you get a fairly long list of RSS feeds that you, you're trying to keep track of. So I check it you know, a fair few times a day and it runs through and does an update of all of them every time you open it up. So if it ever gets distracted during that, or if you're reading an article and you get distracted during that, you've got to go out of the article and go back in, then you know, by the time it goes back in and refreshes everything again, you've lost you know, a couple of minutes. And you know, the beauty of having something like that is that there's no real downtime. You can just swap between them and you're, you're good to go again. So I'm glad that they're adding it. So that's my little soapbox on the All fact right. that they don't have it. So, yeah, great. <laughs> um, right, yeah. And the 3DS has been launched in Japan. Great. All right, and you can Woo! run DS hacked DS games on it already. So, yay! Fantastic. It... Didn't didn't wait very long, did that's... they? I don't know how long it will take them to hack it so that you can play pirated 3DS 3DS games, but you can play normal three uh, normal DS games on it. So, you have right. to imagine, you know, most of that software is exactly the same. It's just better hardware pushing it through. You would think yeah. so. Yeah. So. Oh well. Mm. But hopefully that, uh, you know, by the time we get it, it hasn't been all destroyed and it's all defunct. So yeah, it seems to happen well, when they release I mean, it too early somewhere. By the time someone else in the world gets it, you know, it's uh, it's been pulled apart and you know, there's so much more capabilities. Well, the DS was hacked for ages, and I don't think it really affected their sales very much. I mean, despite people saying that piracy is really, 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 really bad for sales, the DS still sold more than the PS2, and it's been out nowhere near as long. So, Yeah, that's true. Mm. And actually, anyway. I think piracy of a piece of hardware actually increases the sales at first. Like, look at the PSP. In North America, the yeah. people that bought the PSP knew that they could hack it and download games for it. Mm. Yeah. Well, the the PSP is considered to be a commercial success anyway. I mean, yeah, it wasn't it, nowhere near it's as not the good hardware, as the It's the DS. software part. Yeah. It's the software that causes Sucks. problems. That's why the Dreamcast didn't do very well either. That's right. Yeah. I mean, sales of the actual box are up, but, uh, you know, it's, it's all the, obviously the games and the software for it are the things that are going to suffer. So, you know, then you've got companies that just won't, you know, produce games for it and then the console actually starts to suffer so but that's a runoff effect yeah not good but okay. these things happen um, some more not good news yeah plenty what else we got come on <laughs> we're in a rush lead us <laughs> the the worst news to come out of uh, the I guess Australia regarding gaming for a while now um, is uh, the banning of Mortal Kombat and it's I know this is a very controversial issue because there's so much that's involved there's so many different layers of the uh, the games uh, rating board um, that you know, it it becomes more than just oh no another game's been banned um, you know, the majority of games get banned in Australia are banned because of I guess uh, it, it's unrealistic what could happen in the game like you know, David was saying he was just reading an article about Mortal Kombat and you were saying how uh, the one of the characters in there you know, as a finishing move just basically with his bare hands just rips a guy in half and 
I can remember as a little kid and growing up playing Mortal Kombat games, that to me doesn't sound too off the uh, the radar of what's normal in that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a couple more of them, and there are some that are a little bit more noted. Like, if you care about the secretness of these fatalities, just stop listening for like five seconds. I'll be quick. Like, the, this one description says, Striker tasers his opponent and then explicitly shoots their head off with his gun. <laughs> Explicit, and then, and then it says blood and gore is noted. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> so he tasers him just... and then shoots him in the face. Was it Scorpion that ripped someone's uh, skull with their spine still attached though, in like a very old version of the game? Yeah, yeah, that was like the Sub Zero one, if I remember right. Yeah. Sub Zero Arcano. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. You know, the game is obviously not made for children, right? It's obviously made for adults, and adults see a lot worse shit than that. I mean, if you ever watched a Saw movie, well, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit's way worse because this is like a fighting game. They're fighting each other. In Saw, it's someone being captured by a bad dude who's basically torturing them and fucking them up. Yeah, and they're gonna go ban this game. It's kind of ridiculous. But that's the thing. If you ask in, me. in the context of it, from their point of view, they're saying there is a reason why all that bad shit's happening because the bad guy captured them and is torturing them. In this, it's just a fighting game. You know, you've got other fighting games like you know, EA's uh, you know, Boxing Champions or whatever it's called, where they're just standing there with gloves on, just beating each other until one person's face swells up the most and then they fall over. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's and I bet bad. you that's not. I bet you that's okay for kids to play. Oh yeah, that'd be a bloody rated G. Uh, actually, actually, the new Fight Night just got an M rating over here in the states. There you go. Because of how much blood and the story mode with all the uh, curse words and all that fun stuff. Yep. Well, maybe they've uh, evolved those. Maybe I'll, I should get back into them. But, uh, yeah. I, I think the main I, difference I like... between watching a movie though and playing the game is the game violence is interactive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, which puts you a lot closer to the action. Yeah, you're making the guy do it. Mm. But it, it is a bit of yeah, a, a controversial still. issue because the games so far that we've you know, had, I guess the high-profile games that we've had um, you know, rejected, uh, a lot of them have made it back onto the market anyway because those games companies have gone out and actually made changes to the games which is what they which is ridiculous well what they do is the that's the, the first section of the actual um, you know the, the process of censorship down here is that you know you've got a bunch of people that will you know be given the very basics of what's happening in the game so they're told by who well they tell sorry whoever develops the game that they want to see the most controversial parts of that game now, those companies are not able to give them any kind of uh, background or storyline or understanding of why those things are happening. But can you imagine just as a as a, you know, a censorship board member being sat down in front of a big screen, uh, probably a projector, and just being shown fatality move after fatality move after fatality move and just, you know, people being tasered and then, you know, heads blown off and, you know, people being ripped apart and just all the worst possible things that are in that game they don't have any context around why any of that is happening and these people could be your grandmother or you know your bloody 18 year old you know just bloody mormon that's just walked in off the street type thing these are the types of you know they they get a spattering of people from all different types of community and background so 
it's it's hard to judge where they go from there. What they say is they give their recommendations back to the board and say, this is too violent, which they've obviously done in this case. Then the board from that point goes back to the developers and says, it's too much for the people of Australia to take this on. So that's it for now. You're not allowed to bring it into the country. So it's up to the developer then to say, do we want to change it? Do we want to make any tweaks to it? Is there anything that we can do that's not going to jeopardize the actual, the fundamentals and the foundation of the game? And then from that point, I guess, from what I understand with this, um, Warner Brothers Interactive have just come out and said, no, too bad. It's, uh, we're, not, we're not going to change it. We're not going to change it. Yeah. That's good. That's, because I think as I if you would. Mm, that's right. Yeah. As it's if you fucking take game. out fatalities. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, the whole defining thing of Mortal Kombat that makes it different from every other fighting game is fatalities. Yeah. As if you're going to take it out, because seriously, you, we're ad- we're adults. We should be able to make the choice for ourselves. That's right. That's the way I see it. I think the big difference with this compared to some of the other games is that uh, the attention to detail in its development. It actually looks a lot more real than a lot of other fighting games, where you know they don't use that kind of cartoony drawn look. It actually looks a lot more realistic. So. Yeah, that also. But you don't get blood and gore in most fighting games. Like, look at Tekken and Street Fighter and stuff. Yeah, but that's also you because they're in blood... that vein of you know the that kind of, you know, I guess, uh, you know, drawn kind of look. So. You know... Yeah, but those are yeah. I think those are Western developed fighting games. They they have a different sensibility to violence and stuff that we do over here. Yeah, true. And this stuff is developed in the states where violence is an everyday thing that's acceptable, but nudity isn't. True. But you know, you can see somebody ripping some other guy's head off, and hey, that's okay. That's at six o'clock at night on national television. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's just a different of opinion. I mean, how how would it go down if you guys uh, you know, had a game like this band? I mean, this has got some massive followers. So Mortal Kombat's got a you know a very loyal fan base all over the world. What what yeah, well, what at a be... certain point you have to think those hardcore followers would find a way to get the game no matter what. Yeah. And that's well that's yeah. the thing here. People people and that's what just they're thinking. import it. Yeah. People will import it or they'll pirate it. And then you get copies in Australia that don't have legitimate Australian classifications on them. So it defeats the purpose of refusing to classify it. Because now like pirated ones a kid can pick it up and or a parent who's got their kids xbox modified right can go and go the kid will go oh, i want mortal kombat boom they go get the copy it doesn't say that it's violent or anything all it says on the cover is mortal kombat they take it home and then go and do whatever non-caring parents do while their kids ripping people's spines out <laughs> probably making lasagna yeah, right? yeah, so it's, it's kind of like and, it. No, go ahead. I mean, if if Mortal Kombat was classified R and released, this is the whole thing that the R18 Plus group that are trying to, you know, push it on. They're saying if the, these games were released with an R rating, at least everyone would know that they're R-rated. All advertising and stuff for them would say this is R18 Plus, so parents would know. I mean, kids are still going to get their hands on it because of parents some parents out there are, are retarded and buy their kids r18 plus shit yes, they do. <laughs> you know yeah it's just like it's getting to the point where 
your your government is saying we're gonna make this harder for you to get but we know you're gonna get it just so that we can say we are better than everybody else and we're not gonna allow you to sell it mm. it's, 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 I don't know well I haven't heard anything else at this stage about anything you know any other um, countries that have rejected this and that's because we're the only ones with these stupid rules well not really I mean, oh, no. Germany are, Germany yeah, Germany are just yes, the same and they have some rules that are even stricter in, in regards to certain things um, do they have an R rating I don't believe they do and they you know they that reject sucks, they man. reject some you know some games that we allow in here so you know as I was saying before when when they go back to the companies and say this game's too violent uh, it, it, it normally is only just a small tweak in the game uh, for instance um, what was it uh, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2. yeah Left 4 Dead 2 was about to be canned and they didn't want to make any changes to the game either for obvious reasons and they went back and said uh, you know they didn't like it because the zombies when they actually put the game forward for review they called them undead um, and they needed to call them zombies basically because undead you know typically brings means up they were alive at once that's right yeah exactly so you know I mean that's obviously a completely different topic because you can't turn around and say oh well, that guy's head didn't actually just get shot up after he just got tased in the balls well I'm I'm reading here that Left 4 Dead 2 was deemed too violent it was refused classification due to relentless gory violence and an edited version was released using the German cut. So, there you go. The so game is now changes. of of now less violent. It's now less violent than its predecessor. So there's probably less blood splatter and stuff. Wouldn't be too. Yeah, much. Or the blood's a different color. Usually, is what the case in Germany. Yeah, they usually turn I think the blood saying, to green. That's right. I think I think it's saying the version of the game is less violent even than Left 4 Dead One. Wow. So, there you go. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, you, you do get some, uh, you know, some pretty crazy scenes in both of those games. So, this this game's banned that I can understand, though. You know, like Mortal Kombat is completely unrealistic and should, you know, everyone knows what Mortal Kombat is, right? Yeah. Then you get games like Manhunt, mm-hmm. which was banned. Manhunt Two, I think, they didn't even consider trying to fucking bring it to Australia. No, that was a limited release because of how awful it was. It was basically a snuff film at that time. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, I I played Manhunt, the original Manhunt, and because it was originally rated MA15+, and then it got, um, I don't know, the Attorney General or something noticed it and went, well, that's just ridiculous, and it got banned. But that game, you know, you, you're a, a convict running around stabbing people with syringes and whatnot, getting points for having the most ridiculously brutal, gory death, like kills. So, you know, I mean, you can understand that because there's a lot, that's a lot more real, mm-hmm. you know? That's right. But yeah. people who shoot balls of ice from their hands, <laughs> seriously. Well, can't you that do that? That doesn't happen. Oh, see, you can't do that in Australia because it doesn't get cold enough down there. you got to come up to New York. I'm going to take a barrel of water, just like the Mortal Kombat movie, and just throw it at you and you'll freeze. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, but I'm serious, man. This is serious stuff. Well, we're certainly not freezing today. It's uh, it's nice and warm down here at the moment. 
be close to yeah, it's warm here too yeah 38 degrees Woo! oh there you go fahrenheit well it's nearly that fahrenheit it's nearly that but in celsius here so. yeah no <laughs> yeah dick <laughs> it's lovely <laughs> loving it so it's, it's not quite that hot no not quite but it's only a few degrees less i got my aircon on in. anyway but uh i mean it, it's causing a lot of shit the thing that i'm you know i mean we were already seeing, you know, issues with it, uh, you know, being, I guess, uh, people starting to discuss getting it from, you know, Play Asia and different, you know, companies that are known for just sending copies in. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. You know, if people do try and, uh, you know, get it imported from overseas, I they will. From what I understood, when um, they changed the version of GTA 3, because originally. We had we had that allowed into the country, but then once people got their hands on it and started playing it, it became known that uh, you could you know, get a, a prostitute and pay her in the car, and then when she gets out of the car, you could get out and kill her and take your money back. Um, once that was found out, they canned them, they canned it and, and took it all off all the shelves, and then that had to be changed. They they didn't like that, so that needed to be changed in, uh, and then re-released. So. Obviously, those original versions were worth more money after that because they were you know, different and they hadn't been changed. Um, but also, because people started looking to import because they couldn't buy those versions, um, a lot of the uh, importers sending stuff to Australia were, were not told but asked to put on their packaging what was actually enclosed in it so when it came through customs they could see that there was a banned game or you know or a copy of a game that wasn't allowed in the country for one reason or another and it could be held through customs and then sent back so i don't know if those rules are still in place or that you know many of those uh you know, companies out outside of our country are you know, really even paying any attention to it but um It'd be interesting to find out what's going to happen with that because if they do find a way of being able to hold some of those copies, then it really just pushes piracy. And yeah. let's see, um, Grand Theft Auto 3 was originally banned because of the use of prostitutes. Later, it was censored, but the PC version was released uncut. San Andreas had its classification revoked following the hot coffee controversy. And then it was edited by a patch and given an MA15+. Vice City was pre-censored because of prostitutes, as was GTA 4. And both of them were released uncut in 2010 or patched. There you go. I see so, the real story I mean, behind all this is prostitutes make games unplayable in Australia. But it's legal to be a prostitute here in certain aspects. There's a brothel <laughs> and now around the corner from my house. Please. So, so just if you kill the prostitute after you give her money, don't take her money. Problem solved. True. The the problem wasn't that though. The problem was just because you can have sex with prostitutes. You can pick them up off the street, drive to an alley, and fuck them. Basically. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly, you know, I mean, killing them is just a bonus. But the fact that they've released them uncut and no one like that they got banned originally and then they were released uncensored anyway. Like, what the fuck is the point of that? Yeah, true. Oh, but it's patched. Yeah. Now they're not called prostitutes, they're just called loose women. They were never called prostitutes before, they were just tramps. <laughs> they the were just hoes. Yeah. <laughs> In the red district. In any district. For a few bucks. 
just find the nearest alley and there's at least one. True. Yeah. Anyway, so the attorney generals of all the states were supposed to get together, I think, this month or in March. This will, this will be out in March anyway, but I think they couldn't vote on anything because the New South Wales one, the New South Wales has a election going on or something. So it's been post, the vote for R18 plus has been um, delayed or postponed until July. So they've said, they've said even if R18 plus gets brought in, no games that have been refused classification will be looked at to classify unless they are resubmitted by the developer. So let's just hope that Mortal Kombat gets resubmitted in July. If that there is it, that we get a uh, an 18 plus availability. Yeah, here. if they all vote for it. Exactly. We'll see. So that's not too good. Well, anyway, enough on that one. It's it's a terrible day for for gaming down here. If you're a Mortal Kombat fan, and uh, just in general, really, if if you don't agree with the the rules that are in place for some of us yeah. down here. So if you're a fan of freedom of choice. Yes, that's right. And most Aussies are. So, well, I think we're going to have a quick break. Hopefully uh, you, you stick around because afterwards we're going to have a quick chat with David about what's going on in his neck of the woods. All right? Yay. Have a break. Once upon a time, in an Australian land far, far away, there was a huge tree that was in the outback. Now in that tree in the outback, there was a family that lived inside that tree. A family of drop bears. Now these were a nice family of drop bears that didn't like to drop down and eat people because they were nice. So what they would do is they would wait right up in the very, very top of the tree in the very top branches. And when birds and bats would fly past, they would drop down and get them. Now it became a bit of a game with the drop bear family and they waited late into the night until the biggest bat of all would come past, the amazing googly bat. And he would be waiting and waiting to get the fruits from the nicest, biggest tree in the outback. Now the drop bear family would wait for him because he would feed them for a week. And they'd wait day after day after day. But he never came. So the little drop bear would come down and get some things, sometimes like a butterfly, or a sparrow, or some finches. And they'd grab them and that's what they'd... Eat them up. And then, very early one morning, when it was still dark... The googly bat came round to get the fruits from the tree. And as he was flying in, to come into the big tree, Daddy Drop Bear heard him coming. And he scurried up to the top of the tree, looked around the open plains of the outback, and saw the googly bat flying towards them. It was still dark, and it was a very dark bat, but he had to try and get him. So when the googly bat came closer and closer and closer, he thought, maybe we'll just wait and he can have some food 
and then we'll get in. So the googly bat came closer and didn't know that there was a drop bear family in the tree. Landed on a branch in the middle of the tree where there were some really big fruits. And he started munching down these fruits. Now Daddy Drop Bear was sitting up the top of the tree and he's thinking, Crikey, it's a pretty nice looking bat. He makes some pretty and nice Daddy, dinners. Is that tree bigger and bigger and bigger? It sure is. It's the biggest tree in the whole of the outback. And then, when the googly bat had eaten two big juicy fruits from the biggest tree in the outback, Daddy Drop Bear dropped down on top of him, fierce as can be, and struck him in the top of the head like a drop bear does. Now, Mummy Drop Bear woke up because there was a bit of a ruckus going on and said, Oi, what's going on up there, Philip? And Philip, who's the daddy drop bear, said to her, Look, Shazza, I'm getting the googly bat. And the little baby drop bear woke up and said, Hey, Dad, what's going on? And the daddy, Phil, said, Well, look here, Nudge. I've got dinner for us for a whole week. And then the googly bat was finished, and the drop bears got to live happily ever after the end, now I have to tell you a story. One day there was a big. Okay, welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that uh, that short break we've just had. We've still got David sitting in here, and we want to talk to him a little bit further about about our friends over at Gamertag Radio. Mate, how long has Gamertag Radio been around for, and how long have you been involved with the crew? Well, we just started to celebrate our sixth year anniversary, which was on Monday. Uh, we, we celebrated, yeah, thank you. Uh, we celebrated by putting out a, the new redesigned site, as I said earlier in the show. But uh, it's gotten a good feedback and everything. I, I joined the staff back in May of last year, mm-hmm. and it was just uh, I, I went to Community Vibes Five, which is our annual party down in Miami, usually. I met everybody, um, then a couple of months later, uh, Baked Ant, who was the community manager before me, uh, left, because he just had too much stuff going on in his life, and Pete and Godfrey approached me and asked me, hey, would you like to take this position? And, of course, I said yes, because I was a huge fan of this, I still am. Yep. It was just one of those things that I fell into, and it's worked out for the better. Fantastic. And what does it incorporate as being a community manager? Uh, dealing with people like you, you know, <laughs> you poor bastard, douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, no, just the, just keeping the, the, the art community. Uh, sometimes, it oh, depends. Yeah. It depends on who's got the free stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. But it's like I, I just, I'm always out there talking with the, our community, our fans, basically networking with our fans, and then covering games whenever I need to, mm-hmm. with news oh. and. You know, a trip out to New York City once in a while to cover EA's games or play Brink for an hour. Nice. Which you said you've just recently done. So, uh, yeah. tell us a little bit more about that one. 
I don't know where to start. Come on, ask me questions. <laughs> You're supposed to be interviewing me. Well, tell us, huh. tell us about Brink. What I is mean, it? You know, I've, I've seen the trailers of it. You know, obviously, that's probably not in-game kind of stuff because it's just you know, motion. You know, it's like a video type thing. Actually, most of that is in-game footage. Really? It, it, yeah, it's it's basically the single player and the multiplayer blend together. And it's eight, v, eight, 8 versus 8, no matter what. Wow. So if I start a single-player game and say you want to grief me a little bit and join the other t- side of the team, you can do that at any time. Cool. And it's just like it, it runs map by map. Wow, so that sounds pretty fun. So it's a blend of the two. That's a bit different. Yeah, because you got to remember these other guys that uh, did the uh, Quake War Territories games that came out for PC like five, six years ago. And then they had the port that came out on 360. And those were just multiplayer-centric games. But they just wanted to uh, incorporate the customization of an MMO with the replayability of a first-person shooter online. And I, I think they're, they kind of got it down pretty good from what I saw. So you said you got to actually get hands-on for an hour. Did you get to play through like the first level type thing? Yeah, we, we we were able to play through the uh, container level that everybody sees in the videos. They let us play from beginning to end in that. It took about uh, 15, 16 minutes to get from start to end on that, where we basically were walking a robot from one section of the level all over the other. And, like, everybody, there's different classes you can be, and they all have their jobs. And they're trying to award you more for doing your job instead of just doing getting kills. There's always a system there telling you what you should do next, what is the best move for you to do. Like, either it's protecting a robot, rebuilding stairs, and so forth, so on. Wow. Well, that sounds like fun. So I guess uh, we'll hopefully be able to see a bit more of that up on the Gamertag Radio website. Are you doing something together for that? Yeah, I should have my hands-on impressions up uh, before this episode even comes out. There you go. So head on over there and have a bit of a look. When it comes to the site, you know, you said a little bit about uh, you know, doing some reviews and things like that here and there. Gamertag Radio, obviously, it's more about the actual podcast than it was about the website. Um, is that still the main focus of the group, or you know, is it now kind of a blend of both? Uh, we've always tried to incorporate both. As before, we had the forms, and we always tried to make sure we got feedback, or we just wanted to get people you know, discussing whatever topics we're bringing up and stuff. It's it's something that we've always wanted more feedback from the community from. And yes, the podcast is the main thing. It It's our baby. It's the moneymaker, if you want to say it that way. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Godfrey pointed out the other day that most of our hits come from the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But why not have a nice, intuitive website to go with it? You know what I'm saying? Of course. Well, I think the I think the new website kind of lends itself to that a bit better, anyway. You know, because I've I've gone to the GTR website and been kind of a bit. I guess I, I didn't really find it very accessible, but I like the new one and it seems a little bit cleaner. So I am probably going to visit it more often now. Oh yeah, because so, it's like the the old website you go to it and you feel like, hey, this is the early two thousands, and it was just yeah. you know, it it really needed an upgrade. But we, we had the uh, the whole format bought uh, about E3 last year, and we wanted to release it around E3 last year, but uh, we had some uh, 
people within the staff are just you know we're just really too busy to approach the website and then we just got to the point where we're like you know what six year anniversary is coming out and we were able to do it nice sweet well it is looking good as we said so uh, there's also alongside of that is uh, coming up to you know, probably about nine months I guess is the uh, the Gamer Tag Radio app for on the iTunes store uh, is that um, that really only just focused on the on the the podcast? You can't get any news and things like that from that. Is that right? Uh, well, you can also get the app on the uh, Android App Store too. Oh, oh of course but it is. Yeah, you... only, that's only been out for a little while as well. Yeah, well, a couple of months. Yeah. But uh, it, it's mainly to download the podcast. Uh, we have a bonus episodes where it's basically called a GTR Overtime that's released every Friday, where it's just an extra conversation and. You know, inside our staff, we always like to point to the episodes where we ask somebody if it's better to be a pirate hooker or a whore. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's wholesome conversation. That's right. <laughs> for the family. But then we also have extra giveaways on the apps, too, just to, you know, reward people for showing their faithfulness by buying the app, which is two bucks, I believe. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, two bucks and three here. I think it is. So two ninety nine yeah. here, but it's still worth it. See, see the good thing, yeah. The good thing with the new website also is, is it's very mobile friendly now. So we don't really need the app to look at our stories online. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the new site is out and you, you know, you've got your sixty year anniversary going on, um, is there anything else that you guys are working on currently, or are you just uh, just coasting through the birthday section at this stage and uh, you know, looking to ramp things up a little bit later in the year? Well, everybody's asking when we're going to be throwing our annual party, Community Vibes, which would be the sixth one this year, and we're still not ready to announce when, but it is coming. Mm-hmm. We don't want to disappoint people, but it is coming. And how do you go Trust about getting tickets to that? Uh, you don't need tickets. It's free. Oh, it is. Okay. We we always strive to make it free for everybody to come. Mm-hmm. Due to a bit of a glitch in the audio recording tools that we were using on this interview, the interview with David Tuslow was actually cut a little bit short, so we do really apologize for that. He went on to suggest that get on board the Gamertag Radio website, uh, get in touch with the guys if possible, and let everybody know that there's uh, some love coming from down south. David uh, went out of his way to come on the show, and we really appreciate him being on the show. So thank you very much to David. I just want to reiterate the fact that we've got a couple of uh, competitions going at the moment, so if you are interested, jump on the forums, or send us an email to podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Also, if you're interested in getting a shout-out and want to give us some feedback, jump on over to the iTunes feed and leave us a five-star review or a one-star review, whichever one you'd uh, prefer, I suppose. We've got another interview coming up next week, so please stay tuned for that one. Uh, You can uh, find me on Twitter at BQ410 or Matt on Twitter at Asmareth1. So check those out and stay in touch with the website and see what comes up over the next couple of weeks because we're looking to uh, excite and delight. So thank you very much for listening to this and once again I do apologise for the uh, abrupt end to the interview.